Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. All right, let's get to it. Too afraid to ask. Too late, Google. Welcome to No Idea. Yeah. I'm <laughs> today's host, Johnny. Uh, would you like to welcome Freddie? Oh, yeah, I'm also hyped. Yeah. <laughs> And Alistair. Hi guys. <laughs> to the show. Uh we're gonna we first we're gonna find out the subject, we're gonna chat about it, what we think we know, and then we'll go away for a week, discuss research it, and then we'll come back again to discuss our findings and hopefully learn something along the way. And the topic for this week is gonna be electric cars. And for the more vehicles. <laughs> no, 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 no. You Tesla can't, truck. You can't, you can't expand it to vehicles in general. Or do you mean electric vehicles? Electric vehicles. Yeah, it's, it's really battery-operated vehicles. You know, but electric cars is the. You know, that's going to be the main thing because that's what everything's on. And then we'll we'll dive just have a little sections off to talk about other things. Take I mean, it away. So the 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 main thing. So I'll I'll list th- the 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 main questions. And then we can just chat or whatever. So is it, first question, what are they? Second one, are they worth it? What is their CO2 output? And then also going into lorries and the effect of oil. Do you know what we were saying before about like, yeah, well, for the previous what, Electric episode, lorries? About, yeah. And do you know like the Banana Republic and how like it's an unsustainable um, produce of like oil is such a huge thing. What happens if suddenly everyone goes electric? Yeah, you're still going to have like some of the big stuff, but like not nearly as much. And then the other side would be dirty electric. What do you mean dirty so electric? You, so, you know, you can say, oh, look, I've got an eco-electric car, but you may have a coal plant powering it. So it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you're just trading one for another of unsustainable coal fuel. coal plant powering the car? You mean the coal plant makes the fuel to make the car? Like, well, yeah, so you, where you get your electricity off the grid is where uh, electric, electricity right. is being produced produce from so you could say yeah everyone's mm. running electric but we only have coal factories well um coal power plants in the area so technically everything's running off more coal so yeah you've got less petrol but you've got more coal so that's what dirty electric means so you could say yeah doesn't that also cover like just like the amount of um emissions and everything that happen when you actually make the battery and make the car itself right well this is it because i was saying about what's the like co2 output because i know i'm sure this was when the prius came out um, and it was that to make a Prius, um, the lifetime of the car, say over like 10 or 15 years, would actually have a higher output just making it and running it than a diesel engine would over 15 years in the fact of how... So it could be that that's not the same anymore because stuff's easy, I don't know. But So this is part of what we're going to want to look at. So I guess my question to you guys now is, you know, in the UK we've got 2030 is going to be the ban of all combustion engines and 2035 for hybrids for cars and vans so those two specifically um do you think this is a good idea do you think it's too late do you think it's not soon enough i mean too late or too soon i mean i think it could be done in like a very short period of time if it was done properly and i don't think it will be right if this actually was beneficial which I'm, again now you've said it i'm not sure and it's like um if you if you figured out how to subsidize like the cost of the electric cars and put in the infrastructure of the electricity and also somehow 
deal with have you I mean have you ever thought about how many cars are on the road like you know when you go park trying to look for parking and you're looking for parking and you're like ev- like how many people have bought their car here and like what you, like I can't get over it so I don't know what they're going to do with all these cars. how like motorways never stop like they're twenty four seven. Like there's no, there's never, it's never, it's never quiet. It's, ne- it's never like no cars on the motorway. Right? You know, well, obviously it's quieter at night. They're, they're, all, they're, all, they're always there, and they're always gonna. Yeah. I've got a cooler thing. My mum said when uh, I think her parents, when the first mo- like near their area, that one of the first motorways was built, and they do you know the centre reservation, just where the grass is? They said they used to go and have a picnic on the motorway because it was just like, oh look, a new really big road, and it's just like empty, of course. So you'd sit in the centre in the grass and just having a picnic. Like, how mad that idea. Whereas now... Would you, probably think would a better place like... to have a picnic than the centre of the reservation. Oh, I love these, <laughs> these strawberries. What have, you, what have you done with these? Oh, yeah. Just, strawberries just, are buried, you know. Oh. <laughs> like, oh no, but imagine... Would you ever cross a motorway? Like, I mean, I'm just trying to think if I could have... If I had the balls. Even if I didn't, couldn't see any cars. Play Frogger, mate. And get yourself in the zone. Yeah. To make it across the motorway, maybe I could. Depends how wide it is. Depends what time of day as well. Because can you imagine, like, do you know? Rush out's like, easy. <laughs> get a lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot of beeps, but you know, yeah. You just have to go past the first lane, and then you can go really far over the other lanes. <laughs> oh my god! Get it? Spread across them. Cause if you also, if you ran at kind of an angle, I reckon people would kind of swerve out the way of you a bit, but it would be a bit dodge. Mm. I wouldn't put <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it would be a bit dodge. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, so for electric cars, do you, do you think that... Because um, one thing I saw, it was an article, and it was about... Um, for uh, So England's having this... Just got the Dodge pun. Nice one. My own pun. There <laughs> yeah. <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> the, the UK's having this push for 2030 uh, timeline, but there's no emphasis on building more electric car factories in the UK. So you're going to have... a lo- Nearly all of our cars will be imported. So you're going to have huge issues with that as well, as it is. So it's kind of... Yeah, as you were saying, Freddie, are we actually doing it correctly? You know, are we building an infrastructure for these electric vehicles we're going to have when we're not, you know? Yeah, mm. I don't think so. Because, like, I'm here in Germany. I'm just going to pop that in again. And I see, like, if I go to the city nearby, which is Munich, like, I will see an electric, fully electric car that I know is electric as well because some, I don't realise it, I guess. Um, like, new, like, e-tron this and um, Tesla that or whatever. Like, I'll actually see one maybe one in every 200 cars maybe like mm. and i mean i saw a lot when i was in amsterdam but then that was amsterdam people were trying to show off their teslas like i and this is germany where i see a lot of electric parking like a lot like actually i'm like oh i actually wouldn't struggle here to find parking for my electric car like went to a company recently to get some stuff sorted for the company i work for and the company is car park had electric spots for and I was like, mm. that's that's like real talk. That's like getting it done, and it's still not even like near to one percent of the traffic. So yeah, I, I have no idea how we, England would do it. Well, because no, well already like Tesco's. I think all of their car parks will have free electric charging points in them now, and you've got councils in I know in Northumberland at least in Annick, they've got free uh, charging points just for it, you have to pay for parking, which is like a pound an hour or something like that. So you can think. I guess for a council, it would benefit you to have a charging point for free, so people come into your town and spend money. And I, mm. it, it, I was chatting with a friend of like, what happens about you know because you have a charging at home? That's the whole point, isn't it? What happens if you have apartment blocks? Where are you going to charge your car then? And then you realise, well, actually, I'm sure technology is going to get fast enough that you can probably charge a car in like ten minutes to like fifty percent or eighty percent. And then so you just use up petrol stations. You just 
whatever. But then what, you wait there for 10, 20 minutes? So how long does it take you to fill up a car with petrol and go to the station and then come Less out? Less than 20 minutes. <laughs> five, what, five minutes to go in and out? So you just have to do but 10 minutes and just tap your card? Today's technology where people are like itching to get places and do stuff. And also you'd have to mm. make the petrol station bigger because people would be waiting with their cars in the spots, right? So you'd have True. to have more space. But you wait. But as yeah, you've seen, they're in super- supermarkets, they're in random shops they're just in the street yeah, if while you're some councils thought about lamppost charging I feel like horses might be a better idea what do you reckon <laughs> they don't do well <laughs> with electricity <laughs> no electric horses obviously you don't want all these mm. bloody ones that run on carrots mate they ruin everyone <laughs> <laughs> some electric horses on the go obviously but, but yeah apparently it's a thing of like batteries one thing is like it's lithium batteries there's come up with constant new technologies so this is something to look up as well the new technologies because is lithium something which is actually going to be sustainable you know it's precious metals you got to mine stuff like that i'll give you a little side thought though that i can see is that uh, i haven't been in england for a few years now so i don't know but in all the places i've been recently there's a huge up of um, electric scooters as in like just the stand-on ones and the electric scooters as in the like um mm. i don't know what you call it was like a moto scooter a moped type thing mm. like that people a use as their own, but also B have public ones where like people pick them up and pop, drop them. What it was again, yeah, huge great. in England as well, now. Yeah, big yeah, okay. them, Yeah, and like we can't that, have nice things in England. I throw them in the river. Yeah, throw them. Yeah, yeah we wreck them. But it definitely works. Such a pain electric. of like Manchester. We had mo bikes, which is I think it's from is it China or Shanghai where they. Had yeah, them? they they're like cool. We use Manchester. Yeah. They worked really well, apart from like, yeah, people keep throwing them in the canal and trying to steal them, and they've got literally no value yet. People still stealing them. I'm like, oh, they had to get rid of it because we just can't have nice things because people are idiots. That sucks. But yeah. I could see that being a way around the like the difficulty. Like maybe it's like no, it, they might do it where it's no combustion cars in cities or something. And that's it. You just have to park your car outside the city and you take an electric car or an electric scooter or an electric whatever in or the transport. Train so the thing is, that that's all very well if all you're doing is transporting you somewhere, right? So like, I bought a car in the last few months because and now if I've had it would not be able to do what I've done like without it i.e. like renovating a house basically right so if you're like oh yeah no problem I'll hold my electric scooter and then pop into probably the town if I just go into meet a friend for coffee or something yeah no problem at all oh I need to go buy you know four square metres of floorboards <laughs> oh, I'll just pop that on the back of my electric scooter shall I <laughs> That's true. We, we just thought it to be effectively public transport only areas where it's either trains, electric taxis, uh, scooters, walking, cycling, and then you leave your car elsewhere. And within a city limit, yeah, you can have like electric or like you know like cabs or something like that. But everything has to be is like regulated. So if you take a week, if you do a week shop and you've got three kids, you have to take a taxi, right? I was thinking, yeah, that's it. Week shop when you got kids, it's got to be a taxi, isn't it? <laughs> Also, or a tram. Oh, yeah, but I mean, still getting on to and off and like moving the bags. And the biggest shopping. thing is that people just love their cars too much. People yeah. do love their cars. I mean, have you seen the the image of where it's like thirty people who take a bus or thirty people who take cars to work, and it's literally you've got like uh, traffic lights and it's completely full, or with a bus, it's literally one bus and it's, everything's empty. It's it's just mad. Yeah, but everyone had to probably wait at the bus stop, mate, that morning, and everyone had to, <laughs> yeah, had to keep stopping everywhere. And it's I have to wear my mask. <laughs> no, I totally so agree. Like, yeah, there's there's fixes, but also, uh, also, I'd stick with Alistair. Like, people people love their vehicles. Like, it's their safe so you're space. Saying that 
combustion's okay then, and not to go electric. Oh no, I haven't got a car. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> no, saying. No, but you like to, so for um, but yeah, I guess one thing as well. I mean, don't know how to look at it. It's just do you know like the whole? I remember an Archer. There was a thing of where it was an episode. Obviously, it's like it's Archer, isn't it? But of um, Lana's dad discovers a way to have make fuel that isn't based on oil that's completely eco and the CIA is like we'll pay you like millions of dollars not to share this because we have loads of like complex relationships with loads of countries which produce oil like it's a huge commodity to have so as we slowly go away from these things you know as you're saying about um, you know, the UAE who have loads of oil suddenly you're going to take away a country which is like one of the wealthiest, like, oh yeah, you're worth nothing now because the one commodity you had is now not one. I feel like you told us this, Johnny, right? about this like hydrogen car or something like that, where they, you know, and then the guy invented it, and then they were like, oh no, it's kind of like. So, so when you told us that before, was this was your was your source Archer? <laughs> Maybe. Um, no, I think they they've had hydrogen cars before, where they only produce water as like the excess. It's just a case that that they can blow up. So they, they, yeah, they, they, they exist cars, now. But they're not safe. Enough. Well, the, the problem is now. I mean, yeah, okay, yes, they can but but that's not like it's not an issue. I don't think anymore. I think just mainly like there is zero like f- hydrogen fuel stations around. <laughs> like yeah. the infrastructure is not there at all. I think is the issue. But you could be right. It could be still a danger of explosion. I'm not well, sure. I have to research. Well, I'll get some. So hopefully you've got a little bit down anyways. But so some questions. To specifically ask, are electric are electric cars more eco than combustion cars now? And I guess look for modern ones because we've had electric for quite a while now, but now we're getting into, it used to be cars would only have a 100 mile range. Now we're coming up to like 400 mile plus ranges. So they, they're getting better. And like Tesla's come out with more stuff all the time. And then one thing is hydrogen versus electric. Like, is there another type of car that's on the horizon or not? And then electric thing, planes. Yeah. What was that? Do well, one thought I had of like, wait, we're talking about like cars and like vans and like motorbikes. Get them. I think lorries will eventually be something when you get big enough battery. I don't know. But then what about planes? Because they got to be one of the the biggest, like gulpy gulpy of oil and stuff. Um, will we ever get electric planes? Gulpy, Is that thing? gulpy. <laughs> there was an interesting thing about um, Elon Musk. I was talking on his um, podcast. I was listening to him about. Um, solar power and how it's just it's not going to get any better like how much energy we can get from the sun onto like geez, it's all just about surface area basically so that you're never going to have a solar powered car it would need to stop and then you'd have to have like a big thing that opened up and then it, it could catch a lot so you know it would it would be practical to that point if it was you know if especially if you were in like somewhere hot following <laughs> that but you'd never be able to just have one it just drove along and like, do, you know what, yeah. do you know what you can do with solar power I found kind of interesting, as in I say solar power as in the power from the sun is if you concentrate it. Now, if you get really big mirrors and concentrate it onto a single spot, and use it to heat something like water, and use the water steam to move the generators. Thermal energy. Yeah, basically, it does work. I mean, it's just I don't know if there's a problem. I'm not sure why that's not a thing. Maybe because it is super dangerous, so you have to like maintain it in a different way. But I mean, it, it heats stuff up really hot. <laughs> like, like there's there's a video of someone putting like I it, I think it's maybe a meter squared of sunlight and it melted rock. <laughs> it's like <laughs> ow okay, but I don't know why that's you could not maybe use this yeah I feel like, yeah we I don't know that's a yeah 
interesting one. Yeah, that's that's mad. I mean, I always like I always think it's hilarious thinking like nuclear energy. You always think like, oh man, they're using like the different atoms and electrons and kind of like fire and stuff or whatever. No, just nuclear materials really hot so then we just heat up water really hot <laughs> and then we make steam and turn fans literally it's just steam engines but with instead of coal it's nuclear material it's, and it's just it's so fancy about we're, it yeah, we're, we're yeah. fine guys we're, if it ain't broke don't fix it <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it is super super complicated but you know it's not actually like a it's just a hot material yeah we're not actually taking water. the energy from the radiation and using it we're taking the thermal hot. energy yeah <laughs> <laughs> the hot. This thing is hot. <sighs> like, I think somewhere in, I think it was in Russia. There was three uh, hikers or something like that. They were lost in a blizzard, and they came across this huge metal container that was warm. And they're like, "Brilliant, it's warm." So they just huddled around it for the night. Turns out it was some like nuclear waste which had been dumped randomly in the middle of a, of the woods. And lo and behold, one of them died from radiation poisoning. And the two like lost their skin or something like that. Um, but yeah, nuclear is hot. <laughs> Nice. Well, there you go. So, can't wait just fill up my fill up my uh, fill up my car with with the plutonium and stuff. It'd be nice. You can get loads of fire alarm detectors and take out all the little bits of uh, nuclear material in them. And, uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, so um, yeah, electric vehicles. So yeah, I mean, are we going to have electric planes? Are we going to have electric lorries? I mean, what's what what what's the situation? Where, where are you going with it? Is it worth it? Is it eco? Let's find out. Say da da. Say, are we recording? <laughs> are you? Oh, you talk to it. Say da da. Say mama. Say mama. mama. Yeah. Say electric cars. Part one. <laughs> <laughs> Say lithium ion batteries of the future. <laughs> Not really. No, that's fine. Um, right. I'd like you to welcome us back to the show. So, let's get straight to it. Definition of an electric vehicle. It wasn't that surprising, to be honest. It was <laughs> an electric vehicle. <laughs> EV is a vehicle that uses one or more electrical motors or traction mo- motors for propulsion. I mean, it's really self-explanatory. It's a vehicle which is electric. I, mean, I don't know. As defined as you can go, and the questions I did ask you were: Are electric cars more eco? Hydrogen versus electric, and electric planes. Um, and for an exciting thing, we've got bum bum bum. Somebody who is well, Freddie, you, one of your guests. We've got recorded, so we're going to play that for you now. So, if Freddie, would you like to have a bit of an intro to him? Yeah, oh, I didn't realise we were jumping straight into it, but that sounds great. Um, yeah, we have an electrical engineer, automotive engineer, who's currently about, well, okay, I don't want to jinx it, but about to work for the company who makes the electric motors for Ferrari. So, yeah. You heard so it here first, now, before it happened. <laughs> yeah, car enthusiast and all-round great guy, Felix. And so, if you guys would be up for listening to a quick interview from him that I, I took and took the other day he's going to explain his thoughts on electric cars it's okay. about cars I'm happy it's about cars he's happy fair enough <laughs> um, okay 
first of all, um, basically, it's just kind of misconceptions. When you chat to someone and they're like, oh, but aren't electric cars like they don't go anywhere and they don't hold charge and you haven't got enough power? Like, is that all yeah. lies? Uh, yeah, it is, to be honest. I mean, modern, modern electric cars that like have in pretty sane ranges. I mean, I watched a site tangent. I watched a video last night and it was the the new Porsche Taycan Turbo S Grand Turismo, no, Cross Turismo, which is their new 4x4e sort of Audi all-road, basically, of electric cars. Um, and he was saying that you get a realistic range of 200 miles. And how often do people drive 200 miles? Can you give a quick comparison of what, like, a standard car someone might be driving to work would have a range of? Um, that's tough because I drive a really stupid car with terrible fuel economy. Um, but you'd be able to get, what, 300 miles. It's more the fact that once you're out there, you know that you can just fuel up in, like, 10 minutes. And, yeah, without fast charging. And if you don't have a Tesla, it's going to be a massive pain. Because um, that's, a, that's a common thing at the moment. Like, I, I listened to a podcast the other day of Chris Harris, absolute car legend. Um, and he was like, he was like, yeah, a lot of people I have on the show do actually really like their electric car, but they all drive Teslas and they all have, you know, they have designated points across the country. They've got loads of things. They've got like faster charging ones. Now, obviously, it's easy if you've got a Tesla, but if you're driving your like Nissan Leaf, you know, 50 <laughs> miles, it probably doesn't even make that. Yeah. So it's, what, it's what's, the, what's the difference in like charging times? Because honestly, most I know is about charging a phone with quick charge. Does it have like a burst to 30% type thing? Or uh, what? That's tough. I think, I think I've heard of like, if you go cross country, you can sort of do a few stops of like 20 minutes. Okay. So yeah. maybe two or three stops if you're doing a really long journey, which I mean, isn't too bad if you account for that. Because do you think um, that's basically the biggest fear of people, isn't it? It's just that um, A, can't charge in places and B, can't be bothered to wait. Yeah, it's it's laziness. And then also it's, it's just poor infrastructure, isn't it? How many, you go to, you know, some big, big petrol stations off the M6 and you've got, like 10 pumps and like two charges well yeah at the moment you like, that's the queue. problem you might have to wait yeah when more cars come you're gonna have to wait but it's gonna it's gonna get better and i don't think it's illogical for people to be like you should drive an electric car i think there is sense to it fair enough can i i've got to ask um do you believe that in the uk in the uk we're gonna like what is it zone out petrol and diesel cars by 2040 or whatever well it's I think the law is like fully combustion engine by what is it 2035 or something no more um, being made or no more being sold yeah it's no more being made I think so that means you can still have hybrids hmm. and I think Aston Martin Valhalla some latest car is going to be some sort of little V6 thing and now it's a V8 and they're producing that now like car oh. manufacturers are getting around it they if they have like electric cars as well as their stupid high performance cars they can counteract and you know still put out these performance cars because their overall emissions is less like Porsche they're still like their GT3 is still naturally aspirated four litre flat six I think so I came so, out this year fair enough um I've got one other question before perhaps a tangent or whatever is as an engineer slash enthusiast do you know anything about the argument between hydrogen power cells and lithium is it are we on lithium batteries for a yeah we are yeah um so from what i've read it's very illogical to do hydrogen cars um basically it's the energy you get out of it isn't worth it 
in the long run because you, you i mean it's an electric car which is the electricity is made in the car by a hydrogen by the combustion or whatever of hydrogen so overall you know you might as well just have made the electricity and then put it into the car and also it's the pain of transporting hydrogen and um i think car manufacturers are generally sort of shying away from it at the moment they want good electric cars and another thing is like alternative fuels is still an option if you can make a like lower emission alternative bio sort of fuel mm. they're gonna have to make anyway because you can't have electric planes it's pretty unfeasible to have electric cruise ships things like that so like it's very likely chris harris said it on uh, his podcast not that he's the god of all everything but the one i listened to the other day he was saying that alternative fuels is gonna happen for those so oh, fair enough X there, put it into a car that's pretty cool yeah i think there's i think there's loads of possibility like the tech is a bit crazy at the moment isn't it like we never thought we'd have these like insane electric cars like 10 years ago we never thought we'd have 800 horsepower all-wheel drive electric cars could do 200 miles because they you know switch everything off and you have no air con and stuff like that and they get some decent miles so put the windows up yeah just (laughs) a little hot bubble i think i think the text the text coming in and um like the company i got the interview for yasa like they're they're making the electric motors like smaller and more efficient so if they keep doing that then hopefully there'll be more technology evolving with batteries and then the cars will just be better in every way and then no one will drive petrol cars for like for that sort of commuting be safe for the fun and the track and stuff like that no well thank you very much okay so we're back um that was felix thank you so there, there was some things for the thing you said about the range is such a good point because i know some cars are about 100 mile range like the honda e and it's just there's a bit scary having a 100 mile range and when it's cold it will reduce so what is 110 in summer will go down to about 80 i think it's about a 30 percent decrease in your overall range during winter or something mad like that it's quite large um, is that just because you've got the aircon on blasting heat at you because <laughs> all batteries work better than the car but yeah there was, there was an issue oh, no, with that no. obviously all those tests are done with like without the windscreen wipers on or without yeah. without oh, the, no, the, the heaters is, and stuff they don't work in the cold lithium batteries as well oh, really? so I think when you're thinking like batteries maybe it's more like because you should get less uh, energy so usually stuff works better when it's super cool doesn't it mm. but um, yeah so for electric cars in the cold they don't work as well I think it's because it's to do with the actual they need a little bit of heat so effectively they sap energy from the battery i don't know how it fully works but they they you can assume there is you can knock off minimum 30 miles when it's in the cold um bear in mind yeah, when... sorry that can i just say that cold is below 20 degrees but that is not optimal for cars as far as i researched was about 21 degrees celsius which is 70 degrees fahrenheit for you yankees um so every for going down below 20 degrees it gets worse yeah yeah you want, can I tell a very quick side note yeah. that you oh. cannot? Actually, I, I found it today. It's nothing to do with electric cars, I'm afraid, but it is. You just reminded me. Uh, it's quite funny. It's basically a little news story. <laughs> it's a little news story. Basically, it was um, about how iPhones do not show 69 degrees. And everyone was up in arms about it because they were like, oh, Apple's so anti meme, just, you know, because they don't want to show 69 degrees. Um, like people were finding places in the world where it was 69 degrees and the, app, apps, uh, the Apple iPhone weather app wasn't showing it. Um, and then basically it came out that everyone went, everyone went pretty mad about it and um, 
it turned out that actually it's just literally because they get their thing from Celsius and it's a rounding thing. So that when they change it from Celsius, it either is 68 or 70. And the same is true of like, yeah, it's not 65. So yeah. Oh, anyway. I thought you meant seven, 69 degrees Celsius. I was like, where the hell are you? An oven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that'd be a cool In saunas, yeah, it doesn't work. But yeah. In the freedom heights of a... Uh, of America, but yeah, yeah uh, but you think for same range of there's a new plug-in uh, Land Ro- for the Land Rovers and Range Rovers. They're plug-in, so that that's a, a plug-in hybrid. So you plug it into electric as well as filling it with petrol. And if you want to go pure electric, it's about 34 mile range. And when you think of that, you're like, that's absolutely nothing. That's that's useless. But in the UK, the average journey daily is about 20 miles. So realistically, the the journeys you're doing in your car every day, you could actually start the day off. Do let you'll do less than thirty-four miles. Plug it back in in the night, and then actually you've never needed to use a combustion engine at all. You wouldn't is, even know, would you? Yeah. Yeah, but the idea is, and there's a term for it. It's called like oh, some exact like charging anxiety or whatever. But it's realistically, yeah. And now cars are even like pickup trucks are going up. There's Vivian and there's Hummer are bringing a new car out, and they're all plus four hundred miles. So this is the same as a car. And infrastructure-wise, there are charging if you look at a map there are thousands and thousands in the uk other countries less so europe's not as good some countries in europe some are really good um yeah i I read the uk ones are really known for though for like you have to have a specific card for a lot of them and that you know it's not it's nothing like as universal as it it could be but obviously i said the main thing about it i think is is a big takeaway is it's very much in its infancy right it's not you know yeah it's a very new something something i found sorry just just to add to exactly what you're saying here is that um uh this this uh, analogy doesn't mean any more than I hope you understand it, but if you're not disabled, you don't notice disabled access for places, right? And if mm. you haven't got an electric car, you don't look for electric car spots. And so once you do, you're like, oh, right, they're here, here, and here. And then you actually put more effort into looking for them, or at least you notice it more where it is and isn't. And so mm. the problem is that not enough people have electric cars, or not enough people know someone who has an electric car that has this issue that you don't care. Does that make sense? So you're not paying attention you're not actually pushing for places where you should have them you're also not noticing where there are but you didn't know that before i mean if yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. no totally i mean and also it's one funny thing of a friend of i don't know if i mentioned it previously of like the worry is what happens if you can't get a car charger at home you know what you're going to do well like filling up your car with petrol you don't do it at home so like if you live in an apartment it doesn't matter and uh well one thing oh, i've got so much to say first thing is the UK rules is 2030 is ban the sale of new com- or, and the new making of combustion engines, and 2035 is the end of hybrids as well. So by 2035, wow. no new hybrids are to be made, um, and it means they'll probably will still have second-hand sales. We'll still have cars. You know, there's 20-year-old cars still going out. So, um, and yeah, what was the other thing of so new Tesla charging stations? They're just specific for Tesla first is that they had their charging points was tesla only now they've changed it to a a type 2 and a type ssps or something which is like the fast charge um now so when you put it into a tesla charging station it's just software which stops you charging whereas now they're thinking about they haven't specified which countries but they're going to be opening up tesla charging points to the to everyone now so it's not specialized just to tesla imagine imagine you went to charge your phone in a restaurant they're like no you can't do that it's like you you plug it in it's like no You've got you've got an Android. You're not allowed to pl- charge it here. You're like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and for a connected to a supercharger, the new Tesla Model S Plaid can take on 200 miles of range in just 15 minutes. So if that's you're able bad. to go to Tesla, yeah. that's and you think going to a service station, if you've got to be in a queue, and obviously it's different. Um, but like 
going to a petrol station, you know, you may be in a queue, it may take you about 10 minutes. Whereas if you can just, if there's a free spot, you literally just drive up, plug it in, 15 minutes, you chill, maybe you go to a shop or, and most of the time they're going to be in like car parks and whatever. But. And if you've got Tesla, so it's got what a Felix... massive screen that you can do pretty much anything on. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that's what Felix mentioned, was that like, uh, the fear, right, is that you turn up, because the problem is that you have your current mindset, you turn up to a petrol station and they've got like 10 petrol pumps and they've got two charging stations, you just have to sit behind them, plus you have to wait longer, like it takes obviously at the moment longer to charge a car than it does to fill up with petrol. But yeah, he also mentioned in a bit that I kind of cut out was that the Tesla Model S, which is their baseline version, is a lot, I mean, problem is Tesla is ahead of the game with this kind of thing and it is a lot faster. Yes, some of the other models of electric cars out there from different brands aren't as fast yet, but in the future, it's going to be. It's mm. going to be. So. Exactly. Mm. To quite an analogy, I just, um, just thought as well, like I remember before um, I got like a smartwatch, the idea of charging it every day seemed really annoying because you don't charge a normal watch and so you know but it's something that i just completely got used to now yeah freddie when was the last time you charged that i'm guess 10 <laughs> years ago <laughs> <laughs> but it's just not that big of a deal like you just it's you know i think if you were like traveling it might be a bit worse everything but like again you just you just adjust to whatever you're doing and it is like absolutely not an issue yeah. so yeah <laughs> charging your phone though like i mean i i mean come on oh, you yeah. guys must have remembered having like the old brick phones because we're that Two old week charge yeah, it's like, yeah, you, you charge it and then you send a few texts, maybe even turn it off at night. What is this blasphemy? <laughs> like, and then nowadays it's perfectly normal. And this is crazy. I remember like going to someone's house and someone's like, hey, have you guys got a charger? Like for your phone at a stranger's house or a friend's house. Like that, that's now totally normal. In fact, it's so normal. I've been to houses where there's charging points with their like multiple leads multiple waiting for you to thing. just plug <laughs> your phone in because everyone needs to charge their phone. And that that's... It's more normal than asking for the Wi-Fi in some places. No, no, you're totally right. Yeah, because you could always say like, oh, yeah, completely right. Yeah, I'd say asking for a charger is less intrusive than asking for your Wi-Fi password. I say what's slightly more intrusive is just then you ask for that and then you walk in with your, you drive your Tesla up to the front door and then you walk in with your big Tesla <laughs> charging nozzle. <laughs> <laughs> have, you got a, have you got a three-phase plug I can chuck, I can chuck this onto? <laughs> I don't even know. If, I don't actually know. I didn't even check actually. Do Tesla's go for standard, or do you need to have like a three phase or something to plug it into? I, so actually I think don't. in some places in. So if you want a fast charger at your home, you need to have a three phase. And usually Germany, so you're obviously doing electric stuff in Germany, Freddie. So it's quite common in Germany you have a three phase thing. So is it able to bounce up the energy dependent on the the need for it or something like that? Um, do you guys? I mean, I hate to kind no, of. Like, I know obviously America's one twenty versus the UK's two forty, right? Because obviously that's and that's a very yes, for the voltage, which is that's a bit different. Do you guys understand what three phase is compared to one phase? Not nope. What I do know is that for the fast chargers, you need a three phase. Most UK houses don't have that even applicable to the area for your electricity. Most is the mm -hmm. one, so you, there's only a max you can usually have. Um, but some pretty flex some flex some knowledge, man. Yeah. no idea yeah. we're flex, flex some, flex some. Um, so basically you, you know that AC is alternating current right and DC is direct current I hope maybe if you don't fair enough there's, there's no harm in learning so AC is that you have an alternating current generator and it makes a current now you see like you can split that current into three wavelengths three phases each of them is a third of the current but at a different they're a different phase. They're at slightly different angles. The, th the three of them are... So, you know, a sine wave goes up and down, up and down, like this. Yeah. 
all three of them are going up and down but slightly different like this uh, this makes yeah. Yeah, bad be, podcasting yeah. <laughs> um, but when you put all three together it makes a flat line because it's a perfect current so the best thing is that because each phase is a third of the current that you've produced you've made a current it's got wiggly lines you can split those lines into three you give each house one or two of them because it's an easy way of splitting them up I hope that makes sense to the audience you just yeah. split up the three and you can give each house two because things like ovens or maybe like um, some washing machines require two which is extra power but otherwise most stuff just needs one and then the one is quite easy to make into a direct current to make into a DC but if you need all three you need the full strength of the generated current that's given to the area that's a bit different because most houses are just supplied with one or two yeah, I hope that's, it makes so the enough fast sense. charging you need the the full three because it's like a huge amount of power to do it so fast which most houses they're like why do you need that much power when they build the house so they don't give it so is that right yes it's just that the problem is that you don't supply you don't bot the only reason you don't supply the house with it is because they don't need it like i mean you, yeah. you like the 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 voltage going across the lines outside is 440 volts you don't need that like you, i mean your your laptop charges on nothing like it's like what's the point in sending everyone like a ridiculous amount of power it's literally like kind of food wastage it's like oh yeah Wasn't let's, the, let's the not analogy, supply them yeah. with I just, <laughs> all I this feeling which way around it is but there's a good analogy for voltage and current right and how so i think is it voltage is like if you imagine like a, a tube of water the voltage Classic. is the pressure right and then the current is the amount of like the sheer amount of water the amount of electricity basically so we're going down some other part here but you've got ohm's law which is um uh voltage current and resistance the current is the amount of water coming out the voltage is the pressure of that water and the resistance is kind of like how how thin or fat the pulp the pipe is um, and all of it it all comes into play and we're kind of slightly going off track here about cars <laughs> sorry but <laughs> electric yeah, electricity. cars we're about electricity and cars completely separately from each other <laughs> yeah. it, it'd be really interesting to see if in the future we all give all houses three phase because like just because of their cars but i guess why not right i mean I guess yeah. in the in the past we didn't even give houses that electricity anyway, like one phase. So, no. so yeah. did did you guys look into the myths about? I mean, like I spoke to Felix a little bit about the the myth of cars not having range. Did you look at any of the other myths? I did cars? research mm-hmm. a fair bit of um solar stuff and why we don't have solar powered cars, which is um, quite interesting. Go for it. Can uh, drop yeah drop a few little fun little stats on this for you. So basically, um. The first one, which is quite a nice one, just to give you an idea of how much solar power there is, is that basically the entire Earth's annual usage of electricity falls on the Earth with the sun in approximately an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, if we if we manage to get wow. all of that for an hour and fifteen minutes, we'd be able to power the entire Earth, which is one hundred and ninety trillion kilowatt hours. If you're interested, it'll be called uh, night day, where they have a huge solar panel across the entire globe mm. as like right once you like everyone's gonna go black pitch black go and then like <laughs> I, I did it guys if they just did that if they just did it across the sahara which apparently there is actually a company that's starting up doing it on the fringes the outskirts of the sahara desert the sunlight is obviously so strong there that they actually if they covered the whole sahara in it it would be more energy than we'd ever need you know it would be just a stupid amount of energy like we wouldn't we, you know, we wouldn't need it with anyway. modern solar solar panels or with future solar panels what the company that's trying to do this you mean well, it's like it's a great concept if we could capture all of the sun's energy, but like the current, like modern solar panels can't even capture twenty percent. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, the thirty thirty three percent is the kind of standard 
like a, a normal a normal panel has about thirty three percent like sort of um, efficiency. efficiency, which is obviously pretty terrible. Um, but basically, so to link this to cars, um, if you could get if you lived in a perfect world, like you know the sort of if the if the maths was just perfect, right? Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If the maths was perfect, then just a solar powered car that we just had like this whole roof being a solar thing could drive in sunlight at sixty two miles an hour forever, right? Or as long as there's sunlight for the whole day, in a perfect world. However, once you factor in all the other, like you know, all of the resistance, wind the, resistance, the, 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 everything that's you know <laughs> yeah. makes the world not perfect. Do you want to have a guess what the speed drops to? I'm <laughs> gonna shout fifteen. Five. At pretty close, twelve miles an hour, oh, <laughs> indefinitely. So, so about the speed of a horse. <laughs> hey, also you know, yeah. um, we did it before. Exactly, we are full circle. Um, but yeah, so that's um, basically why we don't, yeah, why we don't have solar powered cars. But so to get back onto just electric cars more, the uh, kind of stuff I sort of um, found about this is that one of the myths, or the big one, is that we wouldn't have enough energy to do it. Yeah, whereas that that's a complete myth. Basically, it would be a a thirty percent increase in our energy consumption if every single person switched to an electric car tomorrow it would increase our entire national output of electricity by for individuals by 30 percent this is done on the states uh this, this stat is from from the us but yeah so 30 percent increase which if we did that just compounded how we've obviously you know we just increase our output of electricity year on year and has done since like the 19 sort of you know like 1960s i think they did this from but if we just kept at the current rate we're going in 6.5 years we would have enough we would then have enough everyone to have an electric car, assuming obviously you know not accounting for. Oh wow! For other things. But obviously, there's no way in six point five years or six and a half years that we're going to have that. Um, but yeah, so energy-wise, it's actually pretty pretty doable, and it's certainly a, a surmountable uh, obstacle. I think the other big difference, which I think is quite interesting, is people's attitude towards it. Because obviously, take America for example, they quite like their cars, you know. So well, that's what like, that's what Felix mentioned. Is- I don't know. I can't remember what was in the interview totally right now. But that, um, like, yes, Americans have a different problem to, let's say, people in England, where Culture. Americans need to draw to drive three hours in a straight line in order to get somewhere, <laughs> and it's a bit annoying to fill up for however long to do that. Whereas in England, it's like, yeah, like you said, Johnny, like you, you only need to drive a couple of hundred miles maximum a day. I think yeah, it comes. Oh, the one thing of you know where uh, you have reps at work and so they'll probably travel like 200 miles a day so like that's a case of when yeah you're really going to notice having an electric car if it's not up to scratch effectively uh one thing for it about a, a myth was the thing about the the co2 emission of an electric versus a combustion engine and i think now there was some conflict there's a study which came out which said is actually like electric cars produce more co2 but they don't effectively um well they've had like conflicting studies but it's kind of like seeing it there was a, a a chart um and it, you could see like the output of co2 during the manufacturing across like a combustion engine and loads of electric en- cars and it's all about the same so to build either car is about a similar co2 output and then it's just in the in the what it said called it tailpipe so effectively what comes out of the car was just huge for combustion en- engines and like nothing in electric so Effectively, yeah, they are. They have less CO two. One cool thing, though, if you get a battery for a car from China, it's sixty percent more CO two uh, than making a combust. I think they're making a combustion engine, which is quite funny. So it's a case, of, and it's if China oh, used okay. our similar methods of producing batteries, then they could just cut that out. Um, 
but yeah, it was all about like how cars are made and where we get the sources from. Lithium, we use loads of water to get it. Like for a ton of lithium, we use 500,000 gallons of water. And the main countries are Argentina, Bolivia, and Chile. It's not too, it's not the worst, but it's a lot of water. For farmers in the area, it just screws them over. Um, and also there's been no some case of where sometimes you can have leaching water effectively. But it's cobalt and nickel, whereas they're the doozies of where the mining's actually not too difficult, but the countries it's in are where it's really bad because then they have like really poor practice management and then they have like, it can release tox toxins into the air and like even like uranium and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's in some, I can't remember what country it was. I think it was in the Congo or something. It was something where a country effectively, it's easy enough for people to do it but then not too easy for a sense that people can do it and not care about their employees effectively. Just lithium battery disposal isn't up to scratch. It's cheaper to mine it than it is to recycle it. So companies just focus on longer life batteries rather than recycling batteries, which is just funny of like, we can just reuse these batteries. Yeah, but it's cheaper to get it out of the ground again. <laughs> yeah. I actually did a little research on that as well, actually, like the whole, because obviously longer term, you need to start thinking about, I think once the batteries drop to like 80 something percent or even even maybe even higher than that they're just they, you can't use them in the cars anymore so there's just all these batteries that are basically fine for other things but can't be used in the cars and there's ways that you could install them in obviously a solar power grid they could obviously be used to store solar energy in overnight which is obviously very useful and you don't need to have a, a super high performance battery for that um but basically yeah, at the moment there's three the three different things you could do with it the repurposing recycling and remanufacturing um basically remanufacturing is the most desirable um, but it's the most stringent in terms of battery quality. Recycling is less desirable because there is larger material and less energy losses. And uh, repurposing batteries uh, for a different use lies in between the two in terms of how desirable it is. However, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously it's similarly uh, in, in between before for ease mm. of access, accessibility I, to do that. I feel like we should make a company, us guys, right now for recycling lithium just because I did a little bit of research, like you said, about just the recycling part because I was like, oh, come on. Like, surely that's got to be a big market of recycling the batteries and using... Because isn't lithium some sort of semi-precious element in some cases? Yeah, I think something like do, that. Do you, want to get, do you guys want to guess what the, um, the, the what percentage of lithium was recycled in 2011 I've, I've, in the EU market? That's, that's, the, that's the fact I got here. I don't know, 20. 20% to, to a fifth of the lithium yeah, out of the batteries that we mm. used was recycled in the EU. Alistair? I said, well, that's six. As is pretty close, but he's still not sad enough. It was five. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, 5% of the lithium in the EU market in 2011 was recycled. And it's just like, the rest, do you know what the rest was? Incinerated or dumped in landfills. It's like, is this, what, are we in the future? Are we going to be, like, reclaiming landfills as, like, excavation sites or something? Mines, Surely we're going to yeah. need this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go... Wally style mining foot. <laughs> I did. I did see it was a BBC Four on TV, which means it's like your really back end of the TV, and it was like whatever time, and it was about Ouch. like landfill and like just wa general waste in the UK, which is it just sounded riveting. But one thing they said is like the amount of mobile phones, the amount of precious metals which are in every single mobile phone ever is actually not a small amount. If you to take it all out with the amount of phones that we throw away, it's a lot. And it's funny as well how they said it of like, you couldn't do it in the UK because it wouldn't be worth the money, but places like India of where effectively labor's cheap, you could actually get people taking apart phones, getting precious Jeez. metals out and then actually reusing them. Because otherwise you're literally throwing precious metals into the ground again or when they're hard That's to get. 
can I can I give you like a crazy a crazy point that totally adds to this? I uh, at work, um, so as many of our listeners probably understand, we're currently going through some sort of pandemic here, <laughs> and Maybe. there's a bit it's a bit of an issue with supply and demand because a lot of places had to close down, and so it made a huge um, I'd say, I don't know a better word than clot in the system of taking stuff, preparing it, and then making it into some sort of like it could be let's say metal for boxes wood for scaffolding uh, not scaffolding um, wood for structures steel for scaffolding blah 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 uh the people at work were telling me freddie it's actually worth you right now stripping the cables for this x like these we got wire like a whole huge multiple ton pile of wire and uh, usually we just send it off to the to the metal people who collect it all and use the copper and sell it and they, they, they pay you per kg, right? It's actually become worth me, a, a like semi-trained engineer to sit and strip the wire of its plastic to sell it for higher cost because it's pure copper rather than um, copper that has to be burned. And I'm like, I have better things to do. And they're like, yeah, but Freddie, it's, it's actually worth it now. Like we've hit that point where it's worth you stripping. You're the getting wire a promotion to so, stripper. Yeah, exactly. Stripper more than you pay. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like that kind of hurts, but also welcome to the future, I guess. But yeah, I, one um, into one little avenue which is I got well excited about because I've heard about so different batteries, lithium. So one cool thing is they're trying to get lithium out of the ocean because there is loads of lithium in the ocean, but it's like it's it's not cheap at all so it's it's just cheaper to mine it so but it's quite cool that they're trying to but one cool thing is salt batteries i was like what salt batteries and i found a way of where the for cars february in yeah instead of lithium using salt for batteries and so they found it of it was february 2021 nottingham university and china i mean it just says china i mean what about china (laughs) Um, nottingham university has a campus in china oh does it that would be why yeah it does well, colour me silly. Um, that's cool. Oh, that's something new. Um, th- but they've been develop- developing salt batteries. And without getting too technical, effectively it's, they would have molten salt, which you use, but they, they've now changed it to soft, solid salt. And that stores energy, apparently as well as a lithium battery. And it's chargeable as well, which is the biggest thing. So, some different materials you can get, they can store energy, but you can't recharge them up. They're just they're spent after the one use. And... Um, but yeah, and molten salt is currently used on wide scale in Spain and China, and that's what it does is it captures and stores solar heat and then to then use it later. So this battery will be able to do both. So it's able to both keep heat, well, keep store energy as a battery does, and also apparently capture solar heat or something like that. Because nice. you heard it here first, go out, get a supermarket, stockpile salt, <laughs> fill up your farmer's yeah. fields with it, just, you know. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, nothing it's, grows. <laughs> It's weapon salt, isn't it? So it's yeah, apparently it's super exciting and like you're getting rid of that lithium need and the mining and everything like that, which is just incredible. Yeah, the salt. I mean like salt Can I can I just chuck out here, like I mean yeah. not to be like a bit of a chemistry nerd, but did you check that the salt it's talking about is sodium chloride? Because there are lots of salts. <laughs> That's true. I'll look because right like Oh wait, um, sorry. This 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 thing that we, you know, no one did dismiss the fact. Oh, should we just carry on mining this stuff out the ground? When we could just be using salt. Nah, mate. We're just gonna, you know, we, we won't bother testing like, if salt works. That that, that, so that would be a waste of time. You know, like when you like. I mean, just one example is whenever you add an acid to a base, it produces water and salt. But the the acid doesn't have to be sodium chloride. Like I mean, like so, so sodium hydroxide. If you add sodium hydroxide, 
then yes, you'll make salt as in um, sodium chloride salt. But if you add, I don't know, hydrofluoric acid, it's it's not making the same salt. <laughs> it's making a different type of salt. It is sodium. Okay, that's that's good. If it is sodium, I think it is actually it is sodium. Uh, I, uh, for sodium ion batteries, yeah. Yeah, Freddie, have you got anything extra which you, uh, little truth nuggets you want to be dropping on or not? Just the tiny little truth nugget that um, you spoke about, you asked us in the future, is about, um, it's, it's not just about electric cars, it's just that electric planes and electric other stuff. And uh, as Felix mentioned, potentially that's not a viable solution in the future. I mean, especially batteries being incredibly heavy, uh, planes don't like things that are heavy. Like, it might be a different solution in the future. But I... I- did, future um, is changing and technology is advancing because yeah, i did see one of them it was a thing of where avian industry oh yeah avian industry emitted 1 billion tons of co2 in 2019 which is about 2.5 percent of global emissions and to put into scale it's nearly the same amount as the entire south american continent in co2 in a year just just planes um but so yeah the best it was really cool how it described it the best batteries only have energy of 250 watts an hour per kilogram and we really need for planes 800 watts an hour per kilogram to get flying. And to give an idea, that jet fuel is 12,000 watts per hour per kilogram. So that's like batteries are heavy, fuel is a light. Um, but Vancouver Magranix, uh, they retrofitted a 62-year-old plane uh, and they had a 15-minute test flight in December 2019, which made it the first all-electric commercial flight but yeah, the engine is light, the batteries are heavy, and the way they describe it is kind of imagining an 80s computer. So they're massive, they don't have a lot of computing power, but they are heavy and big. Mm. And that's what it's like now. So it is, it could be in the future, batteries do thin out yeah. and get better. Well, one, one, yeah. yeah. one quick thing, the sort of absurdism is a little sort of fun fact for the listeners. Just in terms of like the speed at which we're now progressing with things, technology-wise. Basically, the horse and chariot was the fastest mode of transport for 3,400 years, right? <laughs> And then, obviously, once like, things started moving, the first flight was obviously the, um, the Wright brothers. And then, sixty-six years after that, we put men on the moon. <laughs> so, it is definitely progressing at, uh, at some some speed. Yeah, and not now to for mention like fifty thousand dollars, you can get commercial space travel for tourism. And and now for. Probably what was it? I don't know, like fifteen grand. You can have a Kawasaki HS two or something that goes four hundred kilometers an hour. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Is that two hundred and fifty miles per hour? Two and... madness. So you can just sit on that crotch rocket. Yeah, electric bikes is a different conversation. Yeah, they they made a new electric bike. When you're talking about wind resistance, they made a new electric bike. It's got a massive hole in it um because they said you can't there's only so fast you can go on a motorbike because humans are really big and noisy for wind <laughs> so we slow it down so they found a way put a big hole in the middle of a bike and then it gets a bit faster we forgot about the one of the best times of the week it's the facts so we're gonna be ready hot 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 spicy fungi it's radiotrophic fungi discovered in chernobyl site 1991 as plants and cyanide cyanobacteria use green pigment chlorophyll to synthesize sugars by deriving energy from the sunlight this fungus uses melanin and that's found in our skin for pigment and it's to power sugar producing reactions by deriving energy from nuclear decay so basically the mold has the most extreme tan ever which it uses to (laughs) eat radiation 
Um, <laughs> apparently, it's been found um, on low-orbit spacecraft, and these looking into it to be used as radiation protectors for astronauts. How mad is that? It's fungus. It's a mold, and it's it's really dark and it eats radiation. Also gets the energy from it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and they find it in low-orbit stuff, and they, they think about using it for protection from radiation. Like, right? How do we start? radiation really thick suits or what about putting mold on it which eats radiation (laughs) just just mad just mad i mean granted i mean everything's radiation like sunlight but you know it's it's a different nuclear radiation cool it's gonna tell you what sun cream investing in sun cream companies yeah i wear i wear sun cream every day now i'm trying to anyway just you'll thank yourself in 30 years mate anyway so we'll wrap it up there so thank you guys thank you listeners thank you me um (laughs) that's been electric vehicles hopefully you've learned a little bit more we definitely have and that's all for this week thank you me johnny alistair and freddie this has been no idea yet cool. and thank you for listening to no idea yet if you like the show you can also follow us on instagram it's no idea yet podcast if you have any comments information thought we missed or recommendations for the future drop us an email on no idea yet podcast and gmail.com and if there's anything feel free to like subscribe i don't know what how podcasts will work but go for it stay tuned every saturday when we drop a new episodes and thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs>